Beverly is no pressure. I'm your host, Bangle Bug, and we got a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Karma, live Karma Life, all social media, all major streaming platforms, and I'm an artist. I think before I get started, I always have to uh, do this, like, do you agree to have this interview put up on all my social media platforms? Yes. Can I go live? Yeah, you can. And uh, if I ask you a question you are uncomfortable with and you don't want to answer, you can just say pass or next question. Okay, pass or next question. I'm going to try not to do that. <laughs> I mean, I do it because people call me and be like, take it down. So I always say, um, I think like over 15 people do that, so I have to get them to do it. Okay, so um, I guess we're going to start out telling everybody where you originally from. So I'm from a lot of places like... I was born in Connecticut. I was raised in South Carolina. Um, I like to say I'm from South Carolina because that's kind of where I grew up at. And then I lived in Kansas, Texas, Germany, um, and Georgia. Married? I am married. But my daddy was in the military, so that's kind of how I got to all those places. So you got kids? Yes, I got three kids. Three? Three of them, yeah. <laughs> I got three kids, y'all. Like I got three kids. <laughs> 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 so okay, so did you grow up with your parents? Mm-hmm. Off and on, it's crazy because they got married to each other maybe like three different times. So for years we was together, for years we were apart, for years we were together, and then for years we were apart again. But he, my daddy, was always in my life. So I always lived with my mother. Okay, so um, I guess so. What's your relationship like with your dad now? Yes, my my daddy lived three minutes away from me. <laughs> so, um, you know, we talk on the phone regularly. We don't see each other every day. You know, he work, I work. I'm, I got a lot going on. He got a lot going on. But, yeah, we're pretty close. Okay, so give me um, a traumatic experience on what you went through life as a child. A traumatic experience I went through as a child. Um, I remember one time... My mom was driving somewhere. I think we were going like, we were traveling somewhere and like I fell asleep and then I heard a big boom and I woke up and it was like grass like all over the windows. And apparently whoever was driving had driven off of the highway and fell into one of those like deep like pits. And we got like got out the car and it was like people just up looking at us and waving like, are y'all okay? But I mean, I don't know how traumatizing that is, but. I'm scared to go to sleep in a car. I don't really like to drive. I don't really like to drive either. relate to that as far as like okay so doing music not really getting like the support maybe like from either my family or like who I would consider close friends versus like strangers who really just like love me they love my music they love you know they love to know what I got going on like it's I feel like because they know me maybe they feel like oh that's just Giovanna that's that's just Giovanna but other people, they know me. They, they like, oh, that's karma. She going ham. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of had to make it 
less personal, I guess. Not feel so personal about not taking so personal. Because at the end of the day, this is my craft. This is what I do. They got their own lives. So. But it do feel personal, like, when, when you got these great things going on and you can't really talk to nobody. Nobody give a fuck. Can I curse? Nobody give a fuck. Nobody I know. Other people give a fuck. They're like, congratulations, girl. Oh, my God, that's so big. Da, da, da. And then you got people like, oh, really? So do you not love them the same since they don't support you like you want? I love them the same. I love them the same. I don't. I will say this, though. I don't give them. I guess as much as my time or thought as I used to. I mean, I wouldn't take it like that. It's like sometimes people just not, they don't really like what you do. They, they're not necessarily saying they don't love you as a relative or nothing. It's just they might not really like it. You get what I'm saying? I feel that. But it's, it's a lot of things we don't like that people we love do. It's like... It's like I do love them the same. I love them. I definitely love them. If they need me, I will be there for them. But it's like, if I have to separate my emotions of not being upset about them not giving a fuck about what I got going on, I can't really give a fuck about what they got going on either. It's hard for me to separate it. I'm sorry. Well, I'm the type of person, you know, <laughs> it's like, tell me, like, let me know. Like, mm-hmm. if you want me to be there, then mm-hmm. I try to, you know, move shit around to be there. But mm-hmm. if you don't tell me, it's just like, you do your thing that and I definitely feel that too because like especially in like relationships and friendships and stuff like that we're all different we're all human we all so we're all going through life but we have our own separate like experiences even in the same situations so you know people are not mind readers I feel that but you can't help but feel like some stuff is common sense even though now that I'm older I feel like common sense does not even exist like we all have common knowledge of certain things, but common sense probably just can't really thing. I'm saying give me an example of what you feel like some stuff that should be common sense. Okay, so you might think like don't steal, don't kill is common sense. But if you was raised in a family of thieves, you would think it was normal. So you'd be like, man, you're not supposed to be stealing and killing. That's common sense. And they'd be like, well, this is what we did our whole lives. Like, this is how I was raised. Exactly. So you can Right, exactly. You can't assume that everybody knows that. That's I learned that like in my relationship. Like I learned that certain things that might be special to me might not be special to him or I certain things. Like, okay, Valentine's Day. My mom always got a time for Valentine's Day. So I make I pretty much make every holiday a big deal. Like my mom always made every holiday a big deal. In his house, his mama had five kids and she was a single mama and every holiday couldn't be a big deal. So, in his mind, it wasn't a big deal. So, I'm going all out for you on these holidays, and I'm expecting the same thing in return. And I'm getting mad at you. I'm going to fight and fuss and cuss because you you don't appreciate me. But that was how he was raised. It could Every holiday couldn't be special. You know what I'm saying? So, I just had to communicate to him how I was feeling about that versus giving attitude and giving him the cold shoulder and stuff like that. Like, you know, creating issues in our relationship when it really wasn't nothing. He really didn't realize that something was wrong, like with the way he was doing the way he was acting or whatever. I, I would think though, like people would know it from school too, because mm-hmm. they didn't like buy a gift and pass it out. Yeah, like I said, common sense ain't it's it's not real. It's not a real thing. We have common knowledge, you know. You go to school and yeah, they make you draw little heart papers for your mama or whatever, but like his mama ain't never gave him nothing. 
my dad taught me, he used, he used to bring stuff home for my sisters and my mom. He used to get Valentine's ain't for dudes. Like, yeah. that's what I learned. Mm -hmm. But that's not true either, because I wanted to make him feel very special on Valentine's Day. So, I mean, well, like, even with our sons, okay, so if you had sons, you probably wouldn't go buy them anything for Valentine's Day, because that's the way you was raised. But your wife or your baby mama might be like, oh, no, I got to go get my mom's son something, because I want them to know that in any relationship, you should be appreciated and loved too. It's not all about the other person. I mean, it's other days to appreciate a man. Right, but that's see, <laughs> it's the difference of opinion. Really, really, just a difference of opinion. Not really, yo, you're right or I'm right. It's just a difference in opinion. How you was raised, I guess. Yeah, he, matter of fact, he used to take me to the store and be like, if I like a girl, pick something. Pick, take see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Something you tolerated in a, in a relationship and a friendship that you would never tolerate again. Being used. Being used. Mm. I, I looked at her, that's why I said, girl, I wasn't talking to you. But yeah, being used, like, I mean, some people will use you for your stature or your situation or your money or your body, you know what I'm saying? Just being used, being able to recognize that and saying, nope. Nope, you ain't finna use me. What's the most somebody got from you? I would just say like my time and my energy, my love, you know what I'm saying? Like I put a lot into this and you really just was out to give as much as you could and not reciprocate it. So it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, the last call you had that was the fake checkup and the last time you had like a genuine checkup. Big checkup and a genuine checkup. I just, I don't know, honestly. Because I feel like even me, like, I may forget to call. You know what I'm saying? And it might not seem genuine because I ain't hit you up in a long time. But I've been thinking about you. I just didn't make it to the phone to call you. So I don't want to say it, it, that certain calls might not have been genuine or might have been genuine because... I got a lot going on. I got three kids. I do music. I work. I work with kids. I clean. I cook. I got a lot of shit going on. And uh, I don't... Yeah, pretty much every day. So I just... I don't want to say that nothing is fake because I don't want nobody to feel like my checkups are fake because I got friends that I've been friends with for over 10 years and we might not even talk but once or twice a year and I would never want them to think that I'm not being genuine when I check on you because okay, I thought about up. you. A fake checkup is really like when somebody calls you and ain't tell you to do anything, they be like, hey, can you do this for me? Hmm. I don't really get them like that. I don't get them like that. <laughs> All the time. Well, I mean, but but I don't it, mind. you probably say yes a lot, too. <laughs> if no, 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 no. Only if it's like my sister, like my immediate like mm. church family, even yeah. if they going through something, you ain't got to check up on them, but if you need something, I got you. But if I'm ready to fuck with you, yeah, don't do that. Don't come with you. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. I don't know if I get those. I don't think so. Okay, um, a voicemail that you would never forget. Voicemail? Yeah. Oh, I got a voicemail from my grandmother who passed away last year. I still got it. She just called. She's like, Bonnie, I'm checking up on you. Call me back. And she stayed on the phone for a mad long time. I guess she thought she hung up, but she didn't. She was so old. So. But she passed away last year. So. Did you 
talked to her after the call? Or mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked to her after the call. Crazy thing too, like with the night she passed away, I was on my way to a show. Shout out to Queen Shit. I was I was on my way to a Queen Shit show, and um, like I was on the highway on the way there, and I got the call, and she was driving me, and uh, we turned around. I went home, went to my grandma's house real quick. She was dead in the living room. The police was there. They had to you know make sure everything was on cool, but before they had the cool coroner come and everything. And then I went back home, and I was like, man, should I go do this show? I'm not going to do the show. I just went back and forth in my head, and then I ended up going to the show. Went to the show, won the whole show, won the whole competition. Then I got in the car on the way back and cried. <laughs> cried the whole time. I didn't cry until after on the way back. Yeah. But I won the whole show. Some people postponing and then they like, yeah. didn't come. And Lale, I just broke down on the highway on the way back. I was just crying. I was like, oh my God, I wish my grandmother is dead. I just seen her dead. But I feel like she was with me though. Because, you know, I was lying. You want some tissue or something? I, I, oh, I did grab some tissue. I grabbed some tissue because I thought maybe my nose might start running. But. <laughs> when I was lying, I was lying. Give me like a. Um, Matter of fact, the last time she made you smile. My grandma, she was funny. She was so funny. Like, not in like a comedian way, but like in a, just because I'm old, like I'm not going to do that type of way. Or if it's something I don't want to do, regardless of, you know, what the doctor say or anybody say, that's good for my health. I'm grown and I'm going to do what I want to do. So I just, I don't know, I just appreciate her, her realness and just, you know, how she, she cared for everybody around her. She cared for everybody around her, regardless of what. She took people in. She adopted people. Like, she really, she was like a mother to so, so many people. But she only had, like, five kids. But she just, I mean, that's my memory of her. She took care of a lot of people. And at her funeral, it was it was so many people there, and they had nothing but good things to say. So do you think you like a, mini, a younger version of her, like a kind of a spit image of her? I try to be like her. I aspire to be like her. I don't want to be selfish. Like, I don't want to be just about me and my little bubble. I want to be, I want to, you know, I try to be like her. I'll say that. Well, you yeah, actually say, like, too, like Jordan was saying, like, basically, if you want to be, like, this star or this, you know what I'm saying, this person that's uh, achieved a lot of success, you have to be selfish. hmm So you think you're ready to be? I think I'm already selfish. That's why I said I want to be like her. I want to be just a little bit better. But to a certain extent, because I kind of see kind of what it costs her to care for everybody and extend herself so much. Even though she was such a great person and everybody loved her, I saw kind of how it weighed her down a little bit just to care for everybody. And not really care so much for herself. So it's, I don't know, it's just something in my head like that. Yeah, it's a balance. Do it, but don't do too much. Do yourself first, then yeah. whatever I got done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you missed this uh, person, but you got to stand on what you said. It's this person I got to stand on what I said. Mm. Maybe a few college friends that I have. <laughs> I don't know. 
say your ability to feel other others uh, people's pain doesn't mean that it's your responsibility to fix it. I guess I have. I have that problem. I be taking other people's problems on myself, and that's why I'm saying I'm trying to bad balance between, you know, caring too much and doing too much. So, especially like if you're my friend and somebody's hurting you or somebody's treating you a certain kind of way, like. I'm going to make it my business to try to help you. And I'll be like, I, I lost friends behind that by um, taking on either their relationship problems and, you know, try, trying to do too much or saying too much. And they're like, girl, I'm not ready to do this. Or I'm not ready to leave this person or whatever. And they don't want to be my friend no more because I, you know, I probably said a bit too much. The last lie you enjoy telling and the last truth that you need to tell. The last lie I enjoy telling and the last truth I enjoy telling. The last lie I enjoy telling. <laughs> Maybe tell the full stamp office. Shoot. Don't no man live here. Look, don't get it. Don't get it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anytime I can get what's mine from the government is a good thing. But, um, what was the second part? I enjoyed that too much. I can't even remember the second part. The last truth uh, you hated telling. The last truth I hated telling. Oh my gosh. The last truth I hated telling. Mm. Towards either getting something together 
or getting something else separate and then come together something something but like I said you know people have a difference of opinion and knowledge and common sense and a real thing so even though we understand that maybe other people don't it's like, I'm about to... <laughs> I'm about to uh, <laughs> chill. Nah, you ain't about to chill here, bro. But, you know, I love you. I love you. I wish nothing but the best for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations on your baby girl. You know what I'm saying? I love you. Because it's a beautiful thing. I love you. I love you. A song that reminds you of a toxic relationship. And a song that reminds you of a happy moment. A song that reminds you of a toxic relationship. Y'all probably never heard this song, but it's a song that one of my exes used to like. And it'd be like, drop that D off in that hoe. Drop that D off in that hoe. And it was just so toxic. Very toxic. That was, it must be like an Atlanta song. Nah, that was a South Carolina song, I think. Like some South Carolina. It's it, definitely South. It was just, it was a lot of sporadic nasty stuff in the song. But the only thing I can remember is drop that D off in that hoe. Like a cheater or something? No. Yeah. Yeah, he was a cheater. I didn't find that out till late later though, but he was just very verbally abusive and manipulative. And I didn't realize it until like I realized and I was like, damn, this is a fucked up situation. Like I'm being abused and I didn't even know I was being abused. So some women feel like the truth is abuse. You know what I'm saying? So was it the truth or was no. it the like truth? No. So, oh my gosh, here comes the tea. So, when I was younger, I was in a relationship with this guy for like three years. And then my mom decided to marry my dad once again. So we moved maybe like 18 hours away. And that relationship was over. He cried. I cried. I mean, he just it seemed like he was so sad about it. But then, like, two days after I was gone, like, I couldn't get him on the phone. Like, it was just like, damn, you talking about fuck about me. <laughs> so, they didn't work out, and we moved back. And when we moved back, he was just, like, trying to come back. And I'm like, nah, it don't work like that, because you you ghosted me. And we was in a relationship for a long time. So, I decided that maybe I would see what was out there, because I was just graduating high school, and I was going to college. So, um... I, you know, had some fun experiences and then I went off to college and then I found out I was pregnant. But during that time, that relationship, that guy, his grandma died. And when we was in that relationship for three years, like I know he loved his grandma, he cared for his grandma, he was with his grandma all the time. Like his grandma raved, raised him when his mama dropped him off and left for a couple years and went and did her and came back, you know what I'm saying? So when he called me so devastated about that, I kind of linked back up with him. This before I found out I was pregnant. So we linked back up. And, you know, I went to, to the funeral. And after the funeral, I was his girlfriend again. Like, I just, I was his girlfriend again. I couldn't help it. So, about two weeks after that, I found out I was pregnant. And then I went to the doctor. And she was like, man, you about eight weeks. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm in a relationship with this person. But I'm pregnant with somebody else's baby. And even though it wasn't my fault, he 
was so mean to me, but he stayed with me. And it was like, I'm staying with you, even though my niggas is talking about me, saying that you did this and you did that, and, and while I'm with you, you about to have another nigga baby. Like, he was just so mean to me. And I thought that he loved me because he was staying with me. You know what I'm saying? He's staying with me in spite of the fact that I'm pregnant with somebody else's baby. But he was so mean to me. Right, but if you didn't ghost me and we still had a good relationship, the baby might have never had because when I came back, I would have came back to you. You did me wrong. And I ended up getting pregnant and your grandma died and then we got back together. This baby didn't do nothing to you. I didn't do nothing to you. So even though he was hurt about the baby, he still wanted to be with me. But he was mean to me. And I was just taking it because I felt like I deserved him being mean to me. But then I finally woke up and realized I didn't do nothing wrong. So, but it took a while. I, I had my son. My, my son was maybe like two or three months before I realized we didn't did, did nothing to this dude. He ain't been embarrassed. Then he shouldn't be with me because we we didn't do nothing. So, yeah. It's a tweet. It say. You are allowed to change the, um, the price of what it costs to have sex with you. You gotta say it one time because I can't hear you. You are allowed to change the price of what it costs to have sex with you. Okay. So tell me how you can relate to it. Uh, I feel like, yes, that is true. It's true. I don't know how I can relate to it. I mean, as far as like me, me being an artist, I could definitely relate to it that way as I grow more, you know, notoriety and, you know, fame, fortune, I don't know. My price will change. That It will definitely change. But even, like, the people in my life, like, I mean, if you want some of my time, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how much time I'm going to have available to people who really don't got time for me, especially right now when I'm not in those bigger spaces, you know? Once I get in those bigger spaces and you try to get my time then, I don't know how much. I don't know what you're going to have to do to get back in my bigger places. As far as, like, your family, like, what's, like, the priority? Like, besides God, like, it's your husband, kids, or, like, what's the order, like, priority? Me and my kids both try to, I mean, me and my husband both try to do as much for our kids as possible. But we also try to stay connected. So it's like... You know how they got that thing, oh, who, who plate you fix first? You fix your kid's plate or your husband's plate first? I mean, it can go either way what with me. Or sometimes it can go, like, all the plates at one time. Because I always be last. I always I always fix my plate last. They always be first. But whether it's him or them. If he come in the house from work and he got to get in the shower and stuff, I'm going to fix their food and have him sit down. And by the time he get out, his plate going to be hot. Or if we had a cookout or something, and he like, oh, I want this, this, and this, and I fix his, and you know, I say the kids what they want. I don't know, but either way, I always be like, it's kind of, it's kind of showing your way of you appreciate, like when you do it first. Like I had days that chick with kids, and like you know, I moved them in my house and everything. And she was like, I want you to open your gift first because you're the reason why we good now. So it's like showing you appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Okay. Um, Bad advice given to to uh, someone you was dating. Don't think that girl she pregnant with somebody else, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. 
like with your with your sons, like would you tell them don't date a woman with kids? Um, I done heard women with kids say that too. I'm telling my son, like, don't be dating these hoes with kids, but they just, got kids. Depends. It really depends because I know of several situations where men have lost their lives playing around with women who got kids and the baby daddies and still in their lives. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on the situation for real. Like, I mean, if he dead and gone, he in, he in jail and he not not no nowhere to be found. If he be popping up at the house and stuff like that, doing doing weird shit, don't date that bitch. But it just depends on the situation. If it's jail, shit, it has to be like, he must be like, they he got 25 to lay back Something like that. If he's gone, yes, but if he, he pop up sometimes, sometimes, he, he riding slow, blah, 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 the house. Don't do shit for the kids, but want to know what the hell you doing over there? Nah, don't, don't, don't date. Um, the best memory with your best friend and an unforgettable moment with a woman. Best moment with my best friend? Maybe getting lost in Myrtle Beach with one of my best friends. We we, we was day drinking that bike week and we was go going somewhere and we was just driving and we was looking at we was listening to Nicki Minaj's new album and we was rough rough like a dungeon dragon just riding <laughs> and I was like where the hell is we at and where the hell is we going? We was just having a good time. We was just like driving down the strip like just driving. I don't know where the hell we ended up, but we was just having a great time. That was like one of my, my fun times. Black Bike Week in Myrtle Beach. Before the police started tripping and doing all that shit. It was like one of the times right before they put that little that little roundabout shit and all them barricades and all that stuff out there. Like, we had a great time. I ain't never actually been there. I think I, I delivered to a Popeye's though, but I ain't never been there. To Myrtle Beach? Yeah. I mean, maybe you want to go during spring break or something, because Black Bike Week ain't what it used to be. But that much killing like it used to be. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, since both of y'all married, do y'all believe in a girl's trip? Sex girl's trip, whatever. Yeah, like when you just get your friends together and y'all just go. Hopefully I can go to a trip one day. I ain't got no money like that. I got I got a house, a car, two three cars, three kids, and a dog. Nigga, I got responsibilities. But I would want to go on a trip with my husband first. I would want to get away with him, away from all the shit that we got to deal with first before I went on a girl's trip. So I do believe in good girl's trips, I guess. I've never been on one. But before I start planning that, I'm going to do something with my husband first because we deserve that. We do a lot. <laughs> so y'all don't have nobody just to get the kids to? No. no. See, one more thing about me and him, We'll move. We'll move somewhere with no help and just make it work. Like, we move all the way to Texas from South Carolina with nobody out there. Well, my sister was out there, but, you know, she had her own stuff. We we move here with nobody out here. And my dad is here, but he got a wife and everything like that. He worked just like us. So it's just like, we just make it work. Boom. We just make it work. I wish. I wish my grandmother was still here and young and you know, in her prime, but she could take my mom, my kids. She raised a couple of my cousins. You know what I'm saying? She wouldn't raise my kids, but I know she would watch them. Okay, I want you to finish this. Um, if her changes you, then love 
change it back the way it used to be. I don't know. It might make it grow. Love will make it grow. It might change it back. I don't know. Uh, something positive um, you did in an old relationship that you uh, would do in a, your new relationship. Something positive. I won't say nothing because when I I met my husband straight out of high school, so um, all the relationships before him was just childish relationships. Like we was in high school. He was like the fourth man that I ever dated. So. <laughs> I won't say nothing. So um, I guess what's what's good advice that you would uh, give somebody who wanted to be married? Realize that common sense ain't common because a lot of the shit that we be mad about that we just assume that they know is right and wrong is in their mind might not be right or wrong. Just realize that communicate everything Cause I always like to say this, okay? Me, I got three sisters. We all grew up in the same house. We experienced the same childhood, but our perception of what happened in the house is different. Like all of us have different lives and different like thoughts about how we was raised up. You know what I'm saying? And we talk about it to this day. And it's like, damn, I never knew that. Or dang, yeah, that did happen. But for some reason, like, it just didn't hit me like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So just realize that even the people you grew up with might not understand things the way you understand it. Like, it's a lot of people that fall out of, you know, beefing with their siblings and their family members and just people in general because they think, like, you should just know this shit. Like, like you know me, you know, nah, 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 nah. let all that shit go. Stop thinking of yourself as, like, you are the main character of your own story. You know what I'm saying? Of your own story. You the main character of your own story. Everybody don't know what's going on in your story. So you just can't you can't put that burden on them. You can't put that you can't put that on them. Well, you know, um some couples like when they don't continue dating, like they kinda fall out of love. Like so have you kinda fallen out of love and then refell in love or would you stay the same? We actually didn't fall like more in love. We had this conversation the night before last. He was like, damn, I didn't think I could like you anymore. Like, I thought I already liked you enough. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I thought the same thing. But it's just like, especially like us move, moving to Texas by ourselves and having to make shit work with just me and him and kids and not having no proof of residence and not da 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 How we had to live and survive made us even closer. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't I mean I felt the same way as him. I just didn't want to say no. Like I didn't think I could like you anymore. I thought I liked you enough too, but you know, I feel like we actually get more more love. Like sex getting better, everything is better. Everything is better. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going that way. I'm definitely fucking. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> okay, um, I did some something weird you uh used to do that you don't do no more. Weird? 
Just like in general? Yeah. Right. In my relationship. Okay. In general, something weird that I used to do. I don't know why. I'm a weirdo. I'm a freak. I'm a weirdo. I don't think it'll change. I don't know. I don't know. If there's something I used to do that I don't do no more, I don't know. I guess we're going to wrap it up. So I guess kind of tell me, like, as far as, like, um, what you do, like, you know, where you want to go in your um, career and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about my career. You asking me about my life. <laughs> okay, so my name is Karma. Live Karma Life, Live Karma Life. It, was, it started as Live Karma Life because I'm a firm believer in karma. What you put out into the universe is kind of what you get back. The energy, you know, just... Everything you put out there is going to come back to you. So it's the it's my name and it's the way I like to live my life. Also, it's like if you do me wrong, just know that it's good and bad karma out there. Um, but my fans, like when I perform, like I get lit. That's why I got this song. It's called She Going Ham. I go ham when I perform, and I'm out here in my element. Like I go ham. So um, they started calling me live because they like she live she live she live so it can be either way live karma life live karma life no spaces one word um all major streaming platforms you know all of my social media all the social media live karma life live karma life you see it up there but um i mean i want to go as far as i can i want to go to the top i want to go all the way to the top you know what i'm saying i want Nicki minaj to say you know what you're the girl i've been waiting for you're the princess here's my crown you know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, she number one. She number one. Um, yeah, I want to take it all the way to the top. Um, my husband, he was doing music first. His name is Looney Tune. L-U-N-I-E-Y-T-U-N-E. Please don't spell it wrong. He's not a cartoon character. But he do go crazy. He's a videographer. He's a producer. He's an engineer. He made my beats on my album. All, pretty much all my beats except maybe one on my album. Looney Tune. He was doing new music since we was like 15. I didn't know him then. Well, I knew him, but I didn't know him like that. Um, and it wasn't until maybe like... He's he been doing music since like 2006 or something. I started doing music in 2014. I was always a dancer. I always danced. I went to Coastal Carolina University. Are you sure? No. Um, champagne dancer, majorette, uh, color guard. I did band from middle school all the way up until college. I got a scholarship for college for being in band. But um, I went to Coastal Carolina University. If you ever heard of Teal Temptation, I am an original founder. I was um, the co-president of Teal Temptation. So... Till Temptation is there because of me, my sister Jelena, McCray Forever on TikTok. Millions of views. McCray Forever on TikTok. That's my little sister. Millions of views. She famous on TikTok. Go ahead and download, um, you know, go, go follow her too. But um, me, my sister, and my homegirl Jaquetta all um, created Till Temptation at Coastal Carolina University. I was always a dancer. I always loved music. You know what I'm saying? Um, I started in church. I wasn't allowed to listen to worldly music at all. So, like, a lot of songs that people know, like, like old school jams and, like, 
old school hip hop and everybody like to be singing at the party, I wouldn't even know that stuff. And um, I got a boom box for Christmas one year and I used to sneak in my room and listen to it on the radio. And I don't know if y'all know, and I noticed that them little cassette tapes and the VHS tapes, that little square in the corner, you put a little piece of paper in there, a little tape on it, you can record over the tape. And I used to like, when songs that I liked on the radio used to come out, I just used to record on the tape, record on the tape, and I used to listen to the music, and I would dance in my room. So I always expressed myself in music through dance. It wasn't until I really decided like, um, I don't know, he used to have people in the studio, in and out the studio, and these guys came in, and the Juice Boys, shout, shout out to Mr. Juice, Sheridan Hart, South Carolina. Um, he had a song, and he really wanted like a female on there. And they was like, we can't find no females, you know, to get on this song. And they're like, you here every day. Why don't you do music? Like, you, you come to the shows, you dancing on stage, why don't you do music? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I never really tried to do music. And they wanted me to get on this song. And it was um, it was a remix, a nice and slow, but like the sped up version, I think. A couple people did that, I think. Young Dolph did that. Like, I don't know, but did that beat. And um, I, I spit the verse. You got me anticipating the pleasure. I know it's coming. My body's so anxious. And you know that the kitty's purring. Lady Medusa, when you look in my eyes, I turn that thing straight to stone soon as you walk inside. And I know how you like it, baby. Lady in the streets. But can make a waterfall appear. Magician in them sheets. You ain't got to think about it. Now that our time is here, show me that you bought it, bought it. Don't leave no room for fear. Tell me how you want it, baby. Give it to me rough. You got my body shaking and I still ain't got enough. And I'm going to keep it soaking, baby. Boy, can you keep up? Squeeze down on a nigga if he think he tough. I'm rubbing on my body all the spots that you should. You looking at me hard like I know you wish you could. And I just want to grip your body. You got me feeling nice, so it's time to get nauseous. And they just was like, you don't do this. Like, they just went crazy. Like, they went crazy. And then the first time I performed and everybody just went crazy, I was hooked. I was hooked. Like, I've always performed on stage. I always got that excitement, you know, certain part of the dance come and niggas just, ah. But when I performed my lyrics on stage, that was it for me. So that's when I started doing music. But, you know, I just fell in love with it. I still like to dance, but, you know, I like to rap. So do you get any um, sentimental songs about like your hood and your grandma? I got sentimental songs. I got a song. We we did a song called Vows, which was kind of like our vows. That's for SoundCloud. It's older. So if you go to SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash Looney Productions, L-U-N-I-E-Y Productions, you, probably, you can find some of my old music. And then I got a SoundCloud too, but I think it's soundcloud.com backslash the real karma it's not live karma but um about my grandmother no i don't have one of those i have some kind of she inspired like some gospel like i got some gospel songs too like i do all kind of music i do music for everybody i got some gospel songs i got some hood songs i got some religious songs i got some sexy songs i got i got all kind of songs just look me up live karma life just put it in google actually you can do live live karma life no no spaces put it in google shout out to the queens of atl listen i'm i'm not in a group but um i fuck with a group of girls out here just the empress by billions kiki the v 
Wendy Rose, Inspire. If you go to Queens underscore of ATL on IG, you can follow the Queens of ATL. We got a cipher out right now. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. I can't remember where I was going with it, but Queens of ATL cipher, the video out right now. It's doing numbers. Um, the song is out everywhere. All you got to search is live, come alive, no spaces, and then you'll come find it. But yeah. What did you ask me? I don't even remember what I was talking about. No, I was just like, um... Oh, inspirational songs. Yeah. I got I got songs, you know, I got some songs about police brutality. I got a song called Black Boy. It's kind of like a play on that show. Um, It goes like, Black boy, black boy, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? They knocking on your door and they in your review. What you gonna do when they come for you? Black boy, black boy, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? What you gonna do when they come for you? So y'all check that out too, that's on the album. The album is called Celestial. C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L, Celestial. Life Karma Life Celestial. What's Celestial? Celestial, it's like out of space, out of time. But like my song, I named it after this song I got. It's I'm feeling celestial, floating on that loud pine, on my way to Jupiter. But I'm flying cloud nine. Boy, this thing is stupid, guaranteed to blow your mind on a whole nother planet. Young queen on the rise, cause I do this every day. Yeah, but it's named after that song, Celestial. Uh, appreciate you coming through, <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see y'all in a minute, man. We out. Yeah, yeah. Pose like five seconds to the picture. I don't know what. Come on, let's pose then. Get over here. Let me just sit down. You just sit, you just be sitting down, chill. Sit down. Pose. Okay. Karma was here. Hold on, that that ain't the pose I